Welcome one and all to Last Stop Penn Station podcast featuring Carrie Silken and Ian Riccoboni. They dive deep into Carrie's wealth of stories and no subject is off limits. From the world of wrestling to his ticket agency, growing up in New Jersey, drug-fueled underground days, hustling in the French Quarter of New Orleans, and endless days and nights in New York City, every story is worth telling. It is Glory by Honor Weekend. Not to be confused with anything else that starts with glory, Ian Riccoboni. <laughs> like the new invention you came up with. No, st- <laughs> Ian came over here tonight. And we're talking about the mask, the increase in masks again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he had a brilliant idea. This was you. This was all this genius is yours. The glory whole oh, mask. Oh my goodness. This oh. way. You can eat and drink and have the mess. <laughs> oh, well, let's give some context to this. Yeah, <laughs> let's see. Isn't it a little absurd that if we're and I'm all for the mask, so I don't want anybody to get this misconstrued. I'm for the vaccine, the mask. But isn't it a little absurd that if you have a soda in your hand, you can just let the mask go? I agree. <laughs> like, like, who came up with that rule? <laughs> I agree, but uh, that's what's going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm for the mask. I, you know, I just looked at the Lehigh County stats before we got going here, and the cases are going back down again, thankfully. Uh, it's a sample size of about five days, but they've been decreasing, so fingers are crossed because they were just going up, up, up again. So uh, the vaccines vaccines are going up, too. We're in Pennsylvania, we're almost at 70% of the entire population with one dose which is exciting with 80% of all adults with at least one dose. What's the best, what's the, uh, the leading state? Well, Pennsylvania is coming up strong. We're close. Vermont, I believe had the best, had the best rollout. Okay. Which is interesting because they have a, a conservative governor and you wouldn't think that, you know, the, the conservative side seems to be against masks a little bit more. They say the individual freedom, but yeah, they're number one right now. As far as, as far as I know, Massachusetts pretty close as well. Well, speaking of conservative governors, did you <laughs> see the governor of Texas? Oh, my goodness. Did I ever? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not happy about anyone getting sick yeah. or infected. He was uh, he tested positive, you know, but he's a, another one of these non-masker yeah. guys. Yeah. I'll let the uh, yeah, it takes let's God take the wheel, I think is the expression, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's some crazy times going on here in the oh, hot summer sizzler. Yeah, I'm looking, at, I'm looking now at your beautiful hairdo. Oh my, yeah. So the the folks at home can't see it. We're recording this on a Tuesday. Tuesday is my toughest day. I wake up and, and Sarah helps me get the kids ready, but she's out the door at seven thirty. So I have the kids for about an hour and a half and take them into daycare. And I drop them off and I meeting, 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 and uh, turn around at quarter to three, go pick them up. Not Gary U.S. Bonds quarter to three, but the quarter to three to pick him up at daycare. And so I haven't showered today, put on some deodorant. I didn't eat. Carrie fed me <laughs> when I came over. I literally forgot to eat today. Yeah, you were busy. Yeah. You got a beautiful roast beef sandwich. <laughs> it was. It reminded me of some of the sandwiches you could find at the Great Allentown Fair, which. Right. I posted a, I put a picture up of the. Uh, this, we, we've told all these stories before, but that's all right. But of the great, the great picture of the smallest horse. Right. I guarantee you, if there's an Allentown fair, and maybe there's a Rochester fair, <laughs> and then there's um, the Erie fair, and so on, and the going, there's probably a hundred world's smallest horses <laughs> ready for action. There, there has time. to be. Yeah. Because they're even, even with all these state fairs spread out, you know, sometimes there's early in August, but if they're all going on within the general vicinity, there's probably 12 touring groups that make up all these fairs or more. Well, right. And, and there's no way that if there was really only one world source <laughs> that it would be guaranteed to be in Allentown right. every year. Um, you know, these, these tours that have gone on 
and we've discussed them. If, if, you're, if you're new to Last Stop Penn Station, go back, listen. We, we have almost 70 episodes. Right. Believe it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some funny stories about some carnival <laughs> attractions. Matter of fact, recently we spoke when we were talking about Atlantic City with the diving horse. Right. And the great Zamburu. Right. <laughs> uh, it went from... Uh, uh, human to ape right in front of your eyes. Yeah. And um, then at the, you know, and the Allentown Fair, they traditionally would have the, the little, always have the little horse. Mm-hmm. And then they had, and you've seen this one, like the world, these giant rats. Yeah. They, like, they claim they're from the Amazon. <laughs> Also, the world's biggest horse I've seen. Oh, I, I, Samson! Wow, didn't he just pass away? <laughs> no, I swear to God, I swear to God, like well, three, like the actual three, biggest horse, like three three weeks ago. I think Samson passed away. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they have these tours. Um, once again, there has to be. Uh, Numerous repeats. Even the even the smallest lady, right? Uh, Tiny Tasha. But I, I would think she's a, a attraction, though. I would think she's like Andre, where maybe she only comes in on a Tuesday in Allentown, <laughs> drives to Rochester <laughs> on a Wednesday. You know what I mean? Like I think I think I because you no. can't. No, I was first for years. It was um, oh, not miniature many. Um, there was a, <laughs> there was another one. Uh, now, dear. Oh, Gloria! Imagine as I know her name, and then I can't—I can't think of what I had for dinner last night. Right. The great Gloria Rodan. Oh, okay. And she would come around to Allentown. Now, once again, there have to be a, a, a bunch of other smallest women at the yeah. other states. Sure. So I. So when. When. Uh, a couple of years ago, before the pandemic, when I brought my godkids, uh, <laughs> Matthew and Jonathan, to, to the fair, and uh, Tiny Tasha was there. So we went in and saw her, and I said, oh, what happened to Gloria Rodin? And she says, oh, she retired. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> yes. She went back. Oh, oh, yes. The other thing is all the smallest ladies apparently are from Haiti. Interesting. And she says, oh, she went back to Haiti. She's done with show business. There you go. Right. Good for her. Yeah, good yeah. for her. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, but. We're going to have to look this up because I have a feeling that with the world's smallest horse, you can you can dupe people more so. And by dupe, I just mean. Hey, who's going to know the difference between 36 and 38 inches, mm-hmm. right? But the world's smallest lady, I bet I bet there's attractions where there's probably, you know, there might be 100 world's smallest horses that you can have every day of the fair and 100 different places. But the world's smallest lady, I bet they pay, tra- I bet they pay trans. I bet they pay trans, maybe, and, trans, trans and appearance fees. Maybe. Because um, I seem to remember reading when we looked up the Siamese twins oh yes that they weren't there the whole duration that they made it a point You're, of it to say that was like a blessed event right, right. i'll tell you another one of a kind that's yeah. not repeated and uh unfortunately it was now you want to google a story um the lobster man oh the rest the promoter from maine who <laughs> used to hang out with bob evans <laughs> okay because <laughs> that's a real guy too okay yeah. now this is there was a lobster man and i went so i saw him at the meadowlands fair oh wow like 20 25 years ago and then i went back just like before i even moved before i moved out here and um maybe 30 years ago but i saw the lobster man and um, I saw him a couple of years in a row. And uh, so they had the big placards with, you know, the, the classic. And AJ and I just got finished up much to our sadness that it ended because it was so good, that Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. And in Boardwalk Empire, which is the 20s and 30s, and it has some flashbacks to like turn of the century, they have those old carnival banners 
okay. that still are used today. Yeah, and those are the hand-painted ones, right? right? Okay. Right. And the Lobster Man. And, and it, this year, is, we're going to have to, you and I, I'm going to have to yeah. drag you. Oh, you don't have to drag. To, I'll, I'm a willing participant. Yeah. But anyway, the Lobster Man, back in the day, um, they had the giant banners. And of course, they portray this man and in the in the drawings, yeah, the photos, right. In the big drawings, they have like as if they were like actual <laughs> lobster claws, <laughs> you know. So, oh my goodness! Naturally, I have to, you know, I had to go see him. I mean, it was only like a dollar. I was going to say how much? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a but bargain. He was no dummy. Um, they do photos. Polar. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm skipping he, ahead. He, yeah. He, they they wait. To get like, you know, 50, this is the Meadowlands Fair. Yeah. Right in the parking lot. Oh, right wow. Outside Giant Stadium. No way. Yeah, <laughs> it's huge. And uh, so they they get like 50, 100 people. And there's a little rinky-dink curtain that spreads open or else it's like crank. <laughs> they, they turn the crank. And when it's lifted... I'm like, of course I got right up front. I'm like, there he is. And the guy, I don't know what his name is, but uh, we'll get the, he, he, as the thing cranked up, the guy's sitting on a pillow and he's smoking, <laughs> smoking his cigarette. And it comes up and when it's raining, <laughs> being a carnival uh, fan, I knew to like clap, <laughs> <laughs> which caused, which caused, the, you, know, and, you know, otherwise it would have been dead silence. Oh, good for you. So yeah. we clap the other people <laughs> in between. You know, like I, I can see he's like smoking like a a, a camel. <laughs> or, or a Paul Moore, like oh, no geez. filter. Wow. You know, heavy. And yeah. so when the applause came, he sort of nodded. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. He said, I am the lobby. He puts you on the you're, ashtray. You're making the, the live long and prosper Vulcan sign right, right. now. <laughs> right. Double style. Double style. Okay. <laughs> and he says, wow. I am the lobster man. I am the only man in the world with authentic lobster hands and feet. Huh. And he says, I have four children, three. You know, he said, <laughs> I have four children, one with rich, regular old hands and feet, and three blessed. With the authentic lobster hands and feet. Oh, man. For a mere 50 cents, or maybe it was a dollar, I will sign a picture. <laughs> you know, <laughs> step up. Don't rush. And that was it. Well, he wound up, either he was murdered by one of his sons, one of the lobster kids. <laughs> Didn't see this coming. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he was murdered. Um we, if we did our, if I would have done my homework better, I would well, I think this was unanticipated. I yeah, don't think I we planned to well, talk right. about the lobster. Right? I would have had his name, but yeah, yeah, that happened. Wow. And I'm sure um, our good friend Gary Jester, through knowing Chris Christ and Ward Hall, <laughs> yeah. might have came across the lobster man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, what an attraction. Yeah. You know, there's a real great podcast I've listened to called New Jersey is the World, where they talk about weird stuff that's happened in New Jersey. They talk a lot about carnival attractions on that. So if you want more lobster man style talk, go over to our friend Chris Gethart's podcast, who uh, had his show on True TV. He's uh, they've yeah. been a big part of everything. Is that anything associated? There's a weird... Yes, thing. he was the editor of that for about 10, 15 years. Because yeah. he used to work for Mike G. No way! Yes. Okay, the, Chris uh, Chris the, is a big TV star now. Yeah. Aquarian. Whoa! Uh, you, you know, Mike's had a lot of guys. Wow, okay. Aquarian uh, staff members. Yeah. Uh, one of them's Paul Gargano. Yeah. Who, yeah. Went, who went on to do a bunch of rock and roll right. stuff on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
the weird, the weird, yeah. the weird New Jersey guy did weird Pennsylvania, yeah. weird this, weird that. Yeah, Chris Gethard. Yeah, so he he hopped on shortly after that started. And that's really where he got his calling card. He did public access TV, and then he became a, a quote unquote real TV star. And yeah, Colt has introduced me to him through you know through the internet. I'm working on a, a lead for him. I got a story about Six Flags Great Adventure and what they used to do with the llamas after they had them in the safari that would blow your mind. But I don't want to say it now. But oh no! Because I want to make sure the Six research. Six Flags is isn't going to do anything bad to the no, llamas. No, but I, I I kind of promised Chris I'd research it. Okay. So I, I kind of because I had a great anonymous tip that found out I verified part of it. So there was an ECW wrestler that used to rescue the animals that got too old for the Six Flags safari. Okay. So and he had a he had a farm right off of uh, Jackson there. So that's a nice teaser. Hopefully we'll be able to to pull that through. I don't want to give any misinformation, but. <laughs> Well, it's a big weekend coming up. Yeah. Well, you know, when this podcast comes, when this podcast drops on Friday, as the kids say, uh, at 10 a.m. And I know people are immediately, (laughs) thousands and thousands of listeners are are immediately going to it. Uh, If you're listening to this, there's still time to get down to the 2300 I still like to call it the ECW Arena yeah. on the corner of what is it, Swanson and Ritter. Swanson and Ritter, yeah. Right, yeah. and uh, for not not just Friday, but Saturday night also. Yeah, the Friday night tickets. Uh, you know, the Saturday night tickets are almost sold out. So if you want to come Saturday, it might. You know, it's probably not too late. Double check, mm-hmm. uh, but those are moving fast as of Tuesday. So those are almost. Those well, are Saturday night's the cage match. Right? Saturday is the first cage match in seven years in Ring of Honor. And uh, the last one was Matt Taven versus Jay Lethal. Matt Taven's in this one. And, I uh, hope we didn't throw the cage away. <laughs> well, we were on a production call today. And my I, legit, I had the question. I said, is the cage going to fit in the 2300 arena with the, res- with the renovations and the lighting rig, right? Because I mean, that lighting rig drops down about a good six feet, maybe four, six, four to six feet from the ceiling, and then from the floor to the ceiling. Uh, I'm scared for the lighting rig, or Vinny might be crazy, and I'm, Vinny might climb up in the lighting rig and jump off it. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> so, he but, might. Yeah. So it was the week that that Saturday, yeah. and uh, there's a ton of good matches, which I'm sure you could talk yeah. about. And I know Friday night. Is uh, Bandito's first title defense? First title defense is going to be against Flip Gordon, who's been waiting a long time to cash in. And uh, on top of that, you know, the Briscoes versus the Righteous is on that night. Uh, Violence Unlimited is going to be in action. In the Foundation uh, pure title match: uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Rhett Titus on night one. Um, there's going to be Chelsea Green's debut in, in Ring of Honor. It's going to be a huge, huge night. And uh, there's a couple bouts also. That, you know, I think are, are real standout sleepers. Dalton Castle versus Dan yes. Housen on night two. I like that. It's going to be, it should be phenomenal. And then uh, Shane. It's birthday today. It is. Yeah. As we're recording this, happy birthday, Housen to Dan Housen. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he counts in regular numbers? Or does a person like him have a different set? Do they, uh, they, I think he counts in regular numbers. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, counting money. That's right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, struck oil with that. But, uh. Yeah, it's going to be a great two nights. It's going to be on Honor Club if you can't be there live. So we hope you join us. And I, I heard, we uh, hear some, we will pull back the curtain here. Um, well, I, I heard through the grapevine that these are not going to be the, the old four or five hour ring right. of honor shows. These are going to be oh quick. Get God. in, get you know, out. Yeah. I mean, as good as our wrestlers are, and right. we like to feature everyone. That's that's a that's a schlog. I like a tight show. Yeah. These, I didn't always provide it back in my day. <laughs> well, the honor club available time, what I've been told, is about two and a half to two, hour, two hours and 45 minutes. And there's a couple of reasons for that, right? I mean, the last time we were in Philly, I think we were there for about five hours, to your point. And I think folks were like, this is good, but... I'm tapping out. And I think to that point, uh, you know, a nice, you know, nice card, all the stars, you get to see everybody, you get to see the new women's division take life, take form. Um, you know, there's some blue chip athletes, Miranda Alizé, Trisha Dora, Roxy, Chelsea Green, Willow. They're going to be there. Sumi Sakai, Mandy Leon, Angelina Love, Max, they're going to be there too. Um, so you're getting you're getting the best of everything, and uh, as they used to say about Hess's, the department store around here, <laughs> that was their slogan: get the best of everything at Hess's. Uh, you can get the best of everything at Ring of Honor, and but these are going to be tight. I mean, this is a 
It's going to be hard to be tight with all these great matches. Right. People. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, there's there's guys that used Who's to be. Jay Lethal? Yeah. Jay Lethal. Yeah. He's in he's in some multi-man matches with the foundation. In, uh, in night one, he'll be in the corner of Jonathan Gresham in the pure match. Night two, he'll be on the side of the foundation against violence. Or against Shane Taylor Promotions. Excuse me. So... I, I should know as as Ring of Honor ambassador, I should be up on this. But are, are the the Briscoes in action? Both they are. Nights? Yeah, night one they're they're taking on the Righteous, and night two they're taking on Flamita and Flip Gordon. Now Flamita could end up in the world title picture if he wins the night before, and he's got a big matchup this weekend against Ray Oris on TV. Uh, but Flip Gordon could be the world champion <laughs> by night two, so the, you know that could be a very interesting match for a number of reasons. Uh, Flamita might walk in the number one contender because of his match the night before and Flip Gordon might be the new champ so you might have the number one contender and the new champ on the same side taking on the Briscoes plus Flip Gordon ripped off Flamita's mask a couple of months ago yeah disgraceful right so I mean that's that could reach a boiling point even without a championship involved well come if you can come join us Friday or Saturday in person yeah it'd be really cool mm-hmm the, the the air it's like the old posters the air conditioned condition comfort <laughs> of the twenty three hundred arena and boy it used to not be air yeah, right. conditioned comfort even just as a couple of oh years my God. ago yeah. I got sick one time in yeah. ECW um, it was so hot it, um, it was like one of the hottest days recorded in Philly Ooh. this was in, in the nineties and yeah. um, I think I ate something that didn't agree with me and. Uh, you ever sweat? I'm not talking about workouts. Yeah. I'm talking about you ever sweat where the sweat like just goes through your clothes. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. maybe you're at a concert or. Oh, yeah. Live Eight in Philly in 2005. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My, my wallet was like, oh. <laughs> it was terrible. And, and I got sick and I went in the bathroom and it was right like when Balls Mahoney <laughs> and might have been like one of the rottens right. rolling in the bathroom <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm puking on the toilet. Oh, God. Were you in your tank top? That nice tank top you had when you had Eddie Guerrero. I might have been. All right. I, I might have been. It's a good look. You should bring it back. Well, I, I'll tell you what I will be bringing back. Not wearing a sport coat. Okay. For this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I I have, you know, some nice, nice shirts and yeah. uh, it's the summertime. It is. Don't have to be uh, ultra formal. It's going to be good. Yeah. If you're coming to the show, bring a mask. Yes. Yeah. The Just for those that might be wondering, Philadelphia has instituted a essentially an either or where you can either wear a mask or provide proof of vaccination or both. Uh, but buildings, they've decided to have the right to choose who they serve mm-hmm. based on vaccination status and whatnot. So uh, if you're vaccinated, great, you know, bring a mask anyway. The CDC is recommending that. Uh, if you're not, please consider getting vaccinated and please bring a mask to Philadelphia for the safety of everybody involved. Yeah, you should get vaccinated. I was, yeah. what was, I I saw that. Oh, your, your beloved Phillies. Yeah. We're giving, uh, last, earlier in the week or yeah. last week. Last week when they were in the homestand. That free vaccinations. And if you got one, you got two tickets for a game of your choice in the future mm-hmm. and some kind of food voucher. Yeah. So it's good. You know, it's a shame you have to be bribing the people. To get <laughs> hey, man, if the prize is good enough, maybe I'll go get more. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm just I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, get, get what's prescribed by your doctor, please. <laughs> we had a really good reaction. Um. Having George Napolitano, yeah, on the show, and absolutely. I I spoke to him uh, since we did the last podcast. He really enjoyed doing it. Yeah, and, uh, he really enjoyed doing it. And he briefly, when we were done with the Zoom call, he briefly told us that you know, yeah, I do a bunch of these, but I don't see. And I was talking to Bushwhacker Luke, mm-hmm. and Luke said to me. You should do it. He listened to it. And Luke really liked it. He says, you should do another podcast with George just about his his time in the music business. Oh, yeah. And Luke told me a story that in George's, you know, George was uh, the house band at the Peppermint Lounge. Oh, no way. Yeah. And uh, had that record deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point when Billy Joel was first coming up, 
him and him and George's band had a spat oh. about the equipment <laughs> or you know who was playing or who was yeah. Playing. So yeah, so we need to and, and George said to me when I'm telling these stories, they just sort of you know like all right, the one that that uh, blew your mind, right? The studio, the Andre Studio Fifty Four, right? So. Um, yeah, at some point we'll have to bring George on. I'll have to give him some warning so he can, like like Luke did. He yeah, had a, get a little list. Right. Perfect. Like we would have if we had known about the Lobster Man. That was, that was fun, spontaneous lobster talk. <laughs> well, there's a lot of fun wrestling stuff happening. I, I connected with my good friend Excalibur this weekend or this past weekend. We're working on a special project. I know he's across quote unquote enemy lines. Oh, but he, we're, I know we're, we're all friendly and uh, we're working on something with myself, Caprice, Tony Schiavone. That should be a lot of fun. Conrad Thompson, our friend. Uh, and that should be rolling out soon. But uh, a lot of talk about somebody that might, you know, former Ring of Honor star that might be showing up this weekend. If you go to our show on Friday night, you'll be home in time to see that the alleged debut. But this weekend, we wanted to talk about two men that are currently in the WWE that, that you're very fond of, very friendly with. That, uh, that had a big night in Montreal. So as we were talking about Tokyo, you said, I never told you the story about the, the events and the surrounding lead up to the Ring of Honor going to Montreal. So to give people context, 2008, and we're talking about uh, Kevin Owens, uh, Kevin Steen, and uh, El Generico. And uh, we've talked about Ring of Honor going to England. We've talked about Ring of Honor going to Japan. We've never talked about Ring of Honor venturing into the Great White North. Well... We had gone to Toronto previously, mm-hmm. and we did very well in Toronto. So this, I don't know if we had been there once, twice. Uh, you have to ask like Jeff Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> he would know. But um, so the, the thing was, let's let's try to put Toronto. Let's do, try to get a second show out of the deal. Mm-hmm. And Kevin and Remy at Steen and Generico, mm-hmm. Steen and Sami Zayn were, you know, all they're from Montreal. Yeah. They grew up in the Montreal independent wrestling scene. And so it, it wasn't just because of them, but they had a big, you know, because they knew the they knew a building mm-hmm. that would fit us. Um the promises, were, <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to have overflow crowds and they die and have Ring of Honor in this, Montreal. It sounds like me talking to Gary Jester about Ag Hall, but please continue. <laughs> now, what was interesting, there's a lot of interesting things, but th- these shows, the preceding show to the Montreal Toronto weekend. And that was the order of the shows mm-hmm. was the last show Gabe did. Oh, so Ooh, okay. when Gabe was, when Gabe was let go, which yeah. was in Edison, New Jersey. Okay. Uh, which was in like maybe three weeks before these shows. Um, the next one was going to be, Gabe or not was, was going to be Montreal mm-hmm. and then Toronto. Now we had that Ted Reeves place. And okay. Sid, which, is, which is like a kind of like a junior hockey arena. Right. Yeah. But compared to where we wound up going. Yeah. It was like the Montreal Forum. Re- oh, so now, I think we need to explain Ted Reeves a little bit better then. Because Ted Reeves, we love the building and their hospitality, but the, the locker rooms are kind of dated. Yeah, uh, they are. It's probably from the 30s, maybe 40s. Maybe. Uh, and... To, to your point about air conditioning and things like that, if you go there on the wrong summer day, uh, it is extremely hot despite it being a, an ice rink. So, um, but we, we love Ted, the Ted Reeves. They treat us yeah. nice there. Yeah, they treat you good. Yeah. Um, so Sid went up to scout out buildings. Mm-hmm. You know, Toronto's like New York City. Right. You, you can't get a, a good, it's, it's expensive yeah. to be in the right building. So, plus, we were going there. When the hockey season was on. Yeah, this is November. Yeah. And these neighbors, like, so people that don't understand, the Ted Reeves place is in a neighborhood of Toronto, probably 
I don't know. Four or five miles away. I was going to say five miles away from the heart of Toronto, Mm -hmm. but it's in a neighborhood. It would be like you're in Queens Mm -hmm. in like a a neighborhood. And then there's a uh, ice rink and there's a number of these. Well, they were all shut, you know, once October. Especially on a weekend. Once the ice is down, they're not having any other events. Right. That's it. That's Mm -hmm. it. So Sid, who really, he, he always tried his best. There's mm. nothing else. <laughs> he was stuck. And he had to come back with a building. Now, eventually, we found that convention center. Oh, in, in okay. Mas- Manus. Yeah, Masiang, or, um, it's Massapequa. Not Massapequa. That's no? on the island. Oh, uh, it's near it, the airport. Muskiogi. Uh, it's where it's where Santino's from. I worked out at his gym. Right. Why can I remember this? Okay. Yeah. Well, before we discuss, and that was like the Jacob Javits Center of Toronto. Yeah. Okay. Had, you know, um, I'm jumping ahead. I'll get to the building. Like when we did you ever? I only did. I did Ted Reeve in the New Maple Leaf Gardens okay. in Toronto. Well, yeah. the, the convention center was huge, mm. and they would have like. Uh, a giant sports card show. They would have uh, a clothing, you know, like kind a like the place in Fort Lauderdale we ran, where we had like a eighth of the building right. or a tenth of the building. And, but know. this was active, like oh, there was a okay. bar, you know, there was as a it was convention, and there's this and that. But like Charlotte, then when we go, right. down, yeah, when they have the cheerleading show and the gun mm-hmm. show, exactly. Like, okay, yep. exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, in a desperate attempt to find something, Sid ventured out to the. Uh, what he told me was not that far from Toronto, the <laughs> suburb of Markham. Oh. And so I just took his word that the building was good because <laughs> oh, no. he does, you know, yeah. but he, he was, look, he had to get a building. He didn't want to spend too much money. Yeah. And uh, the wrestling fans are going to, you know, they'll find you. It's like feel the dream. Right. If you build it, they all come. Well, did did you know? Did you think of this? Edit, you said Gabe was just dismissed uh, or left, or yeah. we haven't we've never really talked about that. So, however it happened, Gabe's no longer with Ring of Honor. Um, that happens. You've said before that in around 2006 you had an idea that you weren't long for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is 2008. You are you really feeling like oh Jesus is? Did you, did you feel it needed to be a success to keep going, or did you feel like oh, I'm just running this thing out until I'm, until I can? Well, wrap it up. Uh, as we've talked about uh, in a number of previous episodes, uh, fortunately, the ticket business was good at the time. Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, I'm shoveling thousands of dollars. It's like yeah. when when I went to that when I went to that <laughs> convention in Hamburg. Yeah, and I saw the nasty boys. Yeah, and oh, God bless Brian Nobbs. I hope he's doing well. But, right. Yeah, and Brian Nobbs said, no, "Skags." The other one says <laughs> to me, "He goes, you sold that Ring of Honor, right?" I go, <laughs> "I go, yeah, man." I go, "I'm just, I'm, I'm the uh, so-called ambassador. It's fine. You know, they're doing good." He goes. Now you must have, he goes, it's good. That's good. He goes, you must have made a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> this is the urban legend. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was feeling the pressure, of course. But this was. This wasn't a make or break moment at first. It's always, no, but you know, sorry, Gabe. But getting rid of Gabe at that point was, mm. was a big relief. Mm. You know, uh, he was, you know, as. He was replaced by Adam Pierce, mm-hmm. who almost turned out to be another game. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> like, Adam was all right, but he, you know, it seems like Gabe Light. Uh, and, and describe before you describe the your biggest issue with Gabe was essentially why don't we use the guys here? You want to bring in this guy, this guy. It's running up a tab. That- running up a tab of. Lack of uh, he could have as good as as good as his success was with uh, uh, working the shows out. Mm-hmm. You know there was website stuff, and you know he was doing things on his own time, and so it was time for a change. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard to find someone. Who am I going to get? Yeah. So 
Adam Pierce seemed to be the right guy, and he was, mm-hmm. you know, and he, you know, when I see him over the last few, you know, years, been a big success. communicate, yeah. and he spoke to Mike G for the book, mm-hmm. he always says, oh, Carrie was the best, you know, he was the best guy I ever worked for. Yeah. Like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't give you a lot of shit, but yeah, so Adam stepped up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he, to Adam's credit, he had to quit a full-time job. Oh, wow. Uh, he had, I believe, at the time, two kids. Wow. And he was living in San Diego. Mm-hmm. He had a full-time job as a, uh, in the insurance business, you know, uh, mm-hmm. white-collar uh, job. And uh, so to make this commitment was a big deal. But we worked it out, and he did it. And uh, overall, <clears throat> although it'll be argued – by various Ring of Honor uh, critics, and you know, uh, want to break everything down. That the Gabe's era was the golden era, and it just might have been. Mm-hmm. But we had some real good stuff with um, with Adam and the HD Net era, yeah, and the elevation of Seth Rollins, Tyler Black. And Steen, right, and Generico, and the HD Net thing, yeah, and Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah. Coming in, which we'll get to one day. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we certainly will. Yeah, and uh, so we, you know, and and Roderick Strong and uh, the Briscoes being there. Yeah, we all tried. But anyway, to get to this Montreal thing. <laughs> so we wanted to... Oh, I didn't even got to the... Top. The Toronto building, yeah. Oh, well, that, that's second. All right, so Montreal's that. night one. How do we... You said the... You the said Mets. Steen Generico right. seems promising they the building. Were, well, right. They Look, it's, it, they they knew the building. It was a, it was a cheap-ass building. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of building that was perfect for us. It was like... Um, Oh, you know that real shithole in. Uh, <laughs> in That's always in, a great way to start. Nashville. Oh, it's gone the, now. the fairgrounds. Yeah, the old. Yeah, the old asylum, the TNA asylum. Right. Yeah. Right. Then it's perfect for wrestling, though. Right. It right. is perfect for wrestling. So this was yeah. like a, a 4H. Okay. Or a VFW, but it had a high enough ceiling. Awesome. And um, it wasn't too far out of Montreal. Mm-hmm. I came up to Montreal early. To check out the delights of Montreal, yeah, um, which is a great city. Yeah, Carl gave me some tips on it for a bachelor party. Yeah, <laughs> I, right. I can't bring up on the air. St. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Street. Yes, we had we had a lot of great poutine. Uh, right. it, yeah, wonderful beverages, craft craft beer up and down. Tim Hortons. That was my mistake. I was doing a Tim Hortons and then a craft beer and a Tim Hortons and a beer and it and it got me all discombobulated. The caffeine, okay. the caffeine and the beer and. Whew. <laughs> Well, we did. The, boy, there's a story about the Montreal thing. I can't tell. <laughs> we do a Patreon of this. Yeah, we do a Patreon edition. Uh, oh man, the X the X rated. It's it, it's a classic story that involved after the show that involved our good friends uh, Double B and uh, Fat Pants. Oh. But not all at once. Oh, not all, not at once. Okay, yeah, maybe we shouldn't tell that one there. Well, we will one day. But I'll, I'll see Double B this weekend. There you now. go. But um, we'll get it straight it, from the source. It, oh, it's a classic. It's just, it's just a classic. I know that one. Oh God, we can't tell that one. I know that one. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get Double B on the. Uh, this is Bobby Cruz, by the way. Double yeah. B. Maybe we'll get him on. Uh, well, as a guest one night, yeah, and, uh, we can. Hopefully, he has a couple of you know he's a Budweiser salesman. There he has go. a couple of beers and a loose <laughs> But anyway, so we're going to Montreal. Steen and Kevin and and Rami, Steen and Generico, Steen and Sami Zayn, call them what you want. They, one of the guy, who the hell was it? There was um, not a Rougeau. But um, might have been so, somebody was doing the French broadcast of TNA. Oh, okay. So there was a you know there was a dubbed broadcast. Yeah, and 
Might have been the fellows we have for we have a French Ring of Honor broadcast. It might be the fellows we have for that. No, it was no? a former. Okay, it was a former worker. Okay, and it was a, 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 a right. PCO will know who it is. Raymond Show because he temporarily was out of WWE. Might have been peace. Might have been PCO. Yeah. yeah, he was. He wrestled for them around that time. Well, anyway, we were told that you know. So here, here's TNA being broadcast, and Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens is telling me, yeah. Because I see him, you know, the night that I see him in Edison when the, the night that he didn't know Gabe was getting let go, nobody knew. But um, and he's telling me, yeah, they're they're announcing on TNA show in French that Ring of Honor is coming on November seventh, yeah, or whatever. November seventh, yeah. I go, come on, how can they be in that? He goes, I, I go, what if the guy? What if t-? he goes, Carrie? It's it, they're they overdub it. Yeah, Harry, they overdub it. They they don't. Uh, they don't check it. No one checked. <laughs> it was hard to believe. Yeah. So, and then we 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 shoved up. We we shuffled off posters. There's a nice poster in, in yeah. my car in my uh, hallway there. So these guys put out put out posters, and Kevin and uh, Generico, Sami Zayn. Knew everybody in town, and it was going to be a, a big success. But I was looking forward to it because it was the first night, and you got to understand, Ian, and you. I know you. What I'm, what I'm going to say, you understand. A lot of these guys: Brian Danielson, Nigel, Roddy, the Briscoes, so on and so forth. They liked Gabe. Yeah, they believed in Gabe. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know what was, you know, so I, I we had this meeting and, you know, like introduced the word got the word was out immediately, but it sure. was the first official time we were all together. And a lot of these guys were sort of upset that I let Gabe go. But guys like Nigel and Brian, who you could talk to, you know, they were like the, our main, you know, I, I said to them, like on the side, I'm like, Man, it was very tough to deal with him, and da, 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 da. but you know, wrestlers are very uh, wrestlers are very um, resilient. Not well, they're resilient, but 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 they're they're always they're always paranoid, yeah. often often paranoid, and you know, worried about their spots. And here mm-hmm. was a guy that sort of led them down the road to success, as good as a guy like Brian or Nigel or the Briscoes are. So they were concerned, but uh, Adam was a good, you know, was a good replacement. He had, he was like, an, he, he was one of them, but he came across as an authority figure, mm-hmm. tried to. And we did the Montreal show. There might've been 500 people, tops, yeah. tops. And, you know, oh, and, and, and Steen is telling me, oh, Carrie, that's Montreal's a, it's a big walk up town. <laughs> oh. It's always a big walk up town. Like, you know, when the advance sale was 420, yeah. you know, oh, there'll be like 300 people. You know, there was like a, maybe a 50 or 100 people, yeah. whatever. But we wanted to get that show under our belts mm-hmm. and uh, Adam's in place. So it was. It was a it was a good show. I was gonna say, do you mind if we run through the card real Go quick? Ahead. Yeah. So uh, there's uh, an opening match that was not that did not make the DVD or did as an extra. It's uh, Stupefied Dan Dan Payson, Excess and the Green Phantom. Stupefied won that match. You remember anything about Stupefied? Not a thing. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, good underneath guy. I think he's from Canada. I think. Um, Next match, Eric Stevens against Eddie Edwards. Now, Eddie Edwards at this time had quite the entourage. <laughs> it, it was uh, Bobby Dempsey, Davey Richards, Shane Hagedorn, and Sweet and Sour Larry Sweeney. I don't know if... I, see, this is where it's bad. I don't know if Sweeney was at that show. Mm, okay. I, I don't remember, but go ahead. I don't think he was. It, it's interesting because well, it says the next night he's not there. Yeah, so, he, so he, he must he not have made that one. Did you see the? Did you know right away with a guy like Eddie Edwards that he'd be a he'd be a, a champion or that? No. Do you have an inkling? Okay, uh, a little because Bobby and Todd mm-hmm. knew him from New England, right? And it was you know 
it was very gradual. All these guys, uh, I remember, you know, when uh, Delirious and Roderick Strong and mm-hmm. Matt Seidel came in for one of these proving ground matches. Yeah. You know, it's hard to have, uh, you know, immediate, you know, you could sort of tell. And I remember Steen too. Yeah. I, I, you know, he was like an internet darling, but right. I, I didn't get it. Yeah. Not for my taste in wrestling. But he changed along the way mm-hmm. and he got better. And so did Eddie Edwards. Yeah. And and even Eric Stevens. I mean, he was a guy that would end he up with some, some, some world title matches, some, some title programs. So uh, the Briscoes versus Kenny King and Kenny Omega, who I believe were part of a, a trio at that time. Um, but the guy that's not so great, so we won't mention his name. And thankfully, he's not on the show. <laughs> uh, but Jay Briscoe and uh, Mark Briscoe winners there. Jerry Lynn versus Delirious. Now, Jerry Lynn had just started to come back around, is that right? Around this time? Because he'd win the title in April at WrestleMania yes. weekend. Super yeah. He, he, we had done, Jerry was coming around when we did the wrestler movie. Yeah. Right after, right, right somewhere after, yeah. after that. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, Davey Richards versus Roddy. Now, Davey, Davey wins here. That's a pretty big win early for Davey. Uh, Austin Aries and Brian Danison versus Jimmy Jacobs and Tyler Black. So, I mean, within a year, Tyler Black has started in the main event and continues. And he's, I mean, this isn't the main event, but he's pretty close. And then in the main event, uh, Nigel. <laughs> so this, this is where I'm going to chuckle. Uh, at least they had the, the cojones to put themselves kind of in, in the marquee position. So it's Nigel, Go Shizaki, and Steen and Generico in a four-way match for the title. Now, at least, you know, so at least they put their money where their mouth was and said they're going to try and draw this. And I can't remember a damn thing about any of these matches except one thing. Okay. At the very end of the night, Mm -hmm. the go-home was, you know, was uh, something happened with Steen and I forget exactly what the result. What what was the result? It was uh, it was Nigel. It looks like Nigel up on Generico. But I, I all right. I think, well, I the, the, the show fall. ended with with Steen and Generico doing the go home speech, and and in French, uh, it was in English. And then the last words from Steen, which I can't quote because I don't know, was like he basically said in French, "And let's have a round of applause." For this great faggot. Oh, God. And points to Jericho. Oh, no. And goes oh. like, yes. Oh, yes. no. Because Jericho didn't understand anything. Oh, no. He spoke Spanish. Oh. So that was funny. Oh, you know, my like, goodness. Yeah, you could get away with it. You know, it just shows you how society has changed. Yeah. It was just, you know, it wasn't oh. meant to harm anyone. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. It wasn't. And it was just a funny moment. Oh, my goodness. No one said a word and no one even thought about anything being bad. Yeah. It just times have changed. Yeah. Uh, It's like the great Beach Boys song. I just wasn't meant for these times. I I didn't know (laughs) what he was saying. And when he got out and I go, what did did you say? He goes, "Ah, I just said I, I I told the crowd I go he's a big he's a big fruit or, oh, or something geez. something like that you know <laughs> wasn't like you know oh, yeah vicious oh my goodness well so we packed we packed up yeah and and this is a bit of a ride from Montreal to Toronto about yeah. four hours yes okay and off we went to Markham. Yeah, I was going to, not even not even Toronto. To right. Markham. How far about is Markham? Well, the Toronto? only good thing about it was that it was about as as you're coming from Montreal and here's Toronto, it was like here. Okay. Because it was, you know, Sid embellished it and it wasn't like 30 minutes away from Toronto. It was more like an hour. Okay. And we're on this country road. <laughs> Me, Bobby, and Todd. And maybe there was a wrestler with us. I don't think so. Yeah. Because of the goings on of the night before, it was just the three of us. <laughs> so we're on this country road off the highway and there's this fucking barn. I mean, a big <laughs> barn. Like you would see a sign that might say, Rodeo on Saturday. Every, every other Saturday, rodeo. <laughs> And the building was literally a barn, and it had hay on the floor. Nice. 
wasn't nice. <laughs> it wasn't nice. Hey, I'm used to ag hall, so anything. This is but, <laughs> now um, you're talking my speed. So, like the dressing room was like the stables. There were no horses there. Oh wow! But it was just it was. Oh, so this is a, the building you ran? Yes. Is, oh, I thought this. I excuse me. I thought you just stopped somewhere no. and had to take a leak or something. No. Okay. You, so you ran in a building with this good is the, paper. This okay. Is the Markham. This is the Markham Fair. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Right. I. I. By the way, you were talking. I thought literally you just. You were just driving. That's okay. Scooter. Yeah. <laughs> you know where they? I should have. I should have uh, explained it better. You know where they keep have the uh, the live animal attractions at the Allen House oh, Fair. Yeah, it's right by Egg Hall. And you yeah. can see the the hay bales. Right. Yeah. Make That's. Oh. Picture that indoors and the. Oh my so goodness. We did the show. Is this one on DVD? Yeah, this one's on DVD. Bound by Hate. Yeah. And it didn't. It didn't draw what we would have drawn in Montre- in, in Toronto. Yeah. Um, you don't have to read the card. It's a pretty good one, though. It's, it's, it's a pretty good one. Uh, in the dark match, the Super Smash Brothers, now part of the Dark Order on right. AEW, uh, they defeated uh, Ernie Osiris and uh, Ninja Yellow. I don't remember Ninja Yellow at all, but that's, uh, I'll have to look him up. Davey defeats Jerry Lynn. So Davey's picking up some big wins. And for something like that, do you remember how quickly word got out? Because Ring of Honor was DVDs only. But I remember going on the message boards and seeing, okay, so-and-so won. And you get all excited. By the time the DVD came out, you kind of forgot what happened. <laughs> and it was good because you got to... But did you, at the time, was there a strategy to emphasize stuff on the website before the DVD came out? Or did you want everything kind of dark until you get the DVD nah, out the dark? you couldn't have it dark. Yeah. You know, we were just ca- you know, we were counting on the people to buy the damn DVDs. And it was right at the time when... Uh, Streaming was starting yeah. to be more, you know, more of a Possible. force. Yeah, and but I couldn't. We couldn't afford to uh, get involved in that, uh, and we had this disillusionment. We disillusioned that the that the DVDs are just going to keep selling, mm-hmm. which they did. They did. They did pretty good. Um, it was either you buy the DVD or you don't get to see it. Yeah. You know, except for those pay-per-views. In 07. You know, that we did with Ken Gelman. Yeah. We need to have him on one day. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the DVDs were, it was still the, the so-called lifeblood. It was so hard to get the things, pro- uh, uh, mastered, mastered and yeah. recorded and, and edited and, and, and get them out. Um, it was like. It was like an old wrestling magazine. It yeah. Like a, a, a two-month <laughs> well, turnaround. You know, people, I've, I've had people ask, hey, why do you do the bubbles? Isn't it just the wrestlers? Can you test the rest? No. In order to, to do what we do on TV and live pay-per-view, we have a, about 100 people, you know, who are doing the live switching, who are doing the lights, who are doing the music, who are doing, everybody's got a different job. Everybody's got a different responsibility. Uh, the video boards, the video walls, uh, the pyro, and if you're doing that all in post, like you guys were, you probably, probably two cameras at the time. Three. Three. And you probably weren't live switching. You, no. you weren't live switching to tape. No. So, I mean, that requires you. There was no up. live switching. There was no uh, live uh, voiceover. You know, there was a little voiceover. Yeah. Walk us through that. So, so Lenny Leonard and Dave would fly <laughs> up to Gabe's house before. No. No. We would do okay. it. We would the, the guy Sal. Okay. Another 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 knucklehead. <laughs> uh, he, we'll do a podcast one time. Uh, you know, you could ask Lenny Leonard about Sal. Okay. You no, know, he, he did very well. Mm-hmm. The, you know, so the, the the DVDs were mastered in Florida at Sal's. Uh, Sal had the equipment. Gotcha. Uh, we, and, yeah, uh, if, if, you know it's easy to think of it about this stuff, and then say, you know, I could have what I could have done better. You know, we could have done it ourselves. Mm. You know, um, but we didn't. But often, you know, you'd, you'd bring Lenny in with Dave, and and you bang two, three out at a time, right? You know, because Lenny Lenny was telling me he kept a day job the whole time, and he would come in and do kind of overnights or almost overnights. Get well, these we'll things have done. to check with Lenny because there was yeah. some stuff. It was stuff, some stuff done in the office in Bristol. Okay. Eventually, we got rid of Sal. Okay. But uh, at this time, 
It was Gabe was flying to Florida, yeah. and Prazak was flying to Florida. Okay, and I think Lenny was. Lenny, Lenny lives was, there. Yeah. Lenny lives there now. Right. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was tough to uh, tough to get him out this, the door. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it really was. So a guy like Davey at the time, who you're giving some wins to. You might float something out there on, on your website because Twitter is a thing, but not a thing. Not a thing. And YouTube, the video wires. And those those are, who made the video wires? Those are those are still popular. There was this kid, Eric. Okay. Uh, what the hell was his last name? Santa Maria, uh, something like that. <laughs> wow. And yeah, he was a really good editor. Cool. And that was done in-house. So I used to watch those. That's how I'd keep yeah. up. With, and those are usually a little bit more current than the DVD. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Yeah, I never knew that. Um, so and then we had Kenny King and Red Titus versus the Age of the Fall, uh, Brody Brody Lee and Delirious, uh, Eric Stevens and Roddy Strong versus uh, Eddie Edwards and Go Shizaki. <laughs> That's an interesting team, right? Uh, and there's a Noah connection there, I believe too. Eddie would go on to Noah, and I think Go was there as well at one point. Uh, dog collar match: Austin Aries versus Jimmy Jacobs. This is the match from this card that I I know. This one got some some publicity, got pictures and stuff in some of the magazines. Um, and then a nice cool down match. Our good friend Grizzly Redwood. Oh, taking on Alex Payne. I don't really remember Alex too much. That's uh, Justin. Oh, my old my old buddy Justin. Okay, who uh, he wrestled under Alex Payne, and he uh, his name. If you look in two thousand and seven, eight, nine, he got on a couple HD net. Yes, uh, and he also yeah. got he also went to Japan. Really? For Noah, Noah brought him. Awesome. He was a good kid. So Noah was, you know, Rue and Ken were like, we'll bring a guy over to the uh the dojo. Dojo. And uh awesome. Justin got to go there. It's very cool. Lifetime experience. Yeah. It's incredible. Um then Danielson versus Omega and Tyler Black. That's a dream match. <laughs> if you put that, you could main event a pay-per-view. It now. was very good, you know, we had yeah. we had good guys. Necro Butcher versus Nigel McGinnis for the title. Hey, Necro, for fans that might be listening that only know Necro now for posting some of the more uh, out there conspiracies on his Facebook page, Necro was a very popular wrestler, and uh, it was not surprising to see him challenge for the title here. Yeah, and he's an interesting guy. Yeah. And then uh, finally, the main event, Generico and Steen, who were the tag team champions at the time, defeat the Briscoes. In uh, one of their many classics, and uh, they had quite a few. You know what this co- you know what this show must have cost me. That <laughs> a gate. Okay, real question. Uh, you were advertising these before you got there, right? So did Gabe Gabe had booked this card, and then maybe Adam Pierce comes in and touches up who yeah. he wants to win. And, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know you had to have some of these Canadian guys on it. Yeah. Well, uh, weird question with the TV thing. Um, nowadays, if you have any kind of Canadian presence for broadcast or whatnot, you have to have a certain percentage of Canadian people on it. If you want to distribute it in Canada, uh, was that the, the same here? No. Okay. Because I know for Honor Club, that doesn't apply because it's streaming and this and that. But I know with television in Canada, you have to do that. So No. Okay. It was a free Wilbur. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just looking at, I mean, just Eddie Edwards alone at one point as a four-person entourage. So, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Everything was a sweat job. <laughs> Get, getting the trucks over the border. Oh, yeah. I mean, getting the Briscoes over well, the border. Getting I'm, me over the border, which eventually got, I got stopped going to Montreal. Really? Okay. Tell us more, please. Might have. Did we go back to Montreal? We might have had a second. I, I think so. For punishment. I think in 09, yeah. It was so nice going to uh, all the amenities in Montreal. <laughs> um, By which you mean Tim Hortons. and Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, was it this trip? It's hard to remember. Well, was, anyway. There was one where Steen defended the belt later, I think, in 2012. Well, on one Montreal. of these trips, they stopped. I think it was the second trip. Okay. I got stopped at the border going oh, in. Wow. And the nicely, I flew from Newark, boom, an hour, I'm there. Yeah. And I'm coming through the Canadian customs. And the lady asked me a simple question. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been arrested, sir? Yeah. And I said, no. I said, arrested? 
food. <laughs> like, like, like the all-purpose cleaner. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you, I like, oh, no. And she's like, hold on. Now, this is 2008 or nine, and they had computers. Right. She comes back. She goes, did you forget about the six times? <laughs> I go, but those are in the 70s and 80s. She goes, it doesn't, I go, I go, she was a nice lady. And I felt like saying, or, you know, like, honey. uh, Honey lamb. Honey lamb. That was was 20 years ago. The last time, you know, I got caught with some weed or something. It was like 1988. Yeah. So, and here we are at 20 years later. And she doesn't matter. Mm. Well, it's a big scam to get you to pay uh, an entrance fee. Oh, okay. And I had to pay like $400 or $200 for a four. She goes, where are you going? Mm-hmm. I go, I'm going to Montreal to hang out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to tell you. You can't go yeah. on business. Right. And uh, Well, now you can, but we'll get to that. So she says, all right, look, you got to get this stuff cleared up. But there's good news. We'll let you in for four days. It's a mirror. It's a mirror. We're going to keep that. You got to go back and listen to our Empire Industry episode. <laughs> we're going to save you a small pail. She says we're going to keep. We're going to keep the entrance fee same as last year's price, only two hundred dollars. <laughs> but you have to go get this stuff expunged. Right. I said. Honey lamb, how do I do that? She goes, it's not hard. You go to, a, you got to, you know, you, a lawyer's going to charge you $500 and mm-hmm. he'll get it wiped out. Well, that's, that's not true. Mm. You know, it was, it depends if maybe if you would have had one charge. Right. <laughs> but I had stuff going back to the 70s <laughs> in New York City and stuff. You can't get any records. Oh. Right. So they, so when I did try to get it expunged, I couldn't. Mm. And so every time I would go back to Canada, they would recharge me. <laughs> and uh, we'll save that for next episode. Sure. Because it's a good uh, okay. one time they almost. And, you know, Jim Carnett got turned. To, right. Jim we, will never go to Canada again. There's a couple wrestlers. I don't want to I don't want to blow up the spot. But if you if you look at Ring of Honor cards. You can see by omission who was not on some of these cards. If you look before and after the Canadian cards, and uh, but it's interesting though. You mentioned you know Colts. It's, it hasn't been a secret with Colt, and the way we strategize for Ring of Honor because now you can go over. If you have the letter from the company, wrestling is considered an art or a sport. It's both uh, in Canada. So if you have a letter from the company you're working for, you can freely cross the border. So. Like you mentioned, the Briscoes and Colt and myself were all in the car, <laughs> I guess because I'm the hand, the handler. But when we go across the border, they would all say, yes, we've done something. And Colt's very public. Uh, you know, he mentioned that he had crossed the border without permission. He kind of snuck in and they, they zapped him on it. And that's kind of on his record. Why would he do that? That was years and years ago before the rule changed, before you could kind of because if you're American, you can kind of they welcome you in Canada. If you're Canadian, you can't. It used to be both ways where you right. had to, you go, oh, I'm just here to visit <laughs> and, you know, test the odds. But, uh, yeah, before the rule had changed, he had gotten, he got his wrist slapped. So that pops up on his record every time. So they figured put everybody who has the, uh, the flag on the record in the car with me. <laughs> we just hang out. Well, if you had like WWE kind of lawyers. Yeah. Or music industry lawyers, because all these bands. Right. You know, and their road crew, even if the band is squeaky clean. Yeah. Uh, guys in the road crew, you know, you can get this stuff expunged. You just right. Gotta, it's like just the right people to know. Yeah. So um, we'll talk more about that next week. Oh, it sounds good. Uh, other uh, misadventures at the Canadian border. <laughs> Maybe I'll tell some of mine too about uh, yeah. driving with some legal legal substances in Canada uh, by passengers that are not legal in the United States. Right. The rapid consumption of them, and then uh, what happened at Denny's later, where somebody tried okay. to tried to order uh, that'll be good. Yeah, food that wasn't on the menu. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so looking forward to that, and uh, this is a fun one today. And I, I got a lot of more questions about. 
Gabe and Adam Pierce, and yeah, I think sure. we'll do. We got plenty to talk about. Yeah, we'll we'll get back to more Ring of Honor stuff. It's fun digging into the characters, but nice to swing back around to this. Then and Gabe and Adam know uh, that all their work was appreciated, and you know I'm, I'm in good. I think I'm I'm on good terms with them, and. Yeah. Uh, they're both doing really well. They both are. And they, they both reach out to me. I've never met either in person, but I've talked to them through direct messages and Twitter. And they've both been very good to me as well. And uh, I think it's the Ring of Honor, uh, the lineage. I think it's like if, if you go to college somewhere, if you're an alumni, you, you kind of stay in the network. <laughs> you know, a lot of time has passed and people change. They grow up, you mm-hmm. know, the, the way they would act. Now, you know, it doesn't fly. Um, but... We all make mistakes, and yeah. I made plenty. <laughs> and we're going to hear about them next week, <laughs> right here on Last Stop Fed Station. Yeah, make sure you subscribe, rate, review, and uh, we'll be coming back at you after this big weekend of Ring of Honor. Yeah, hey, I think we're. Are we close to a hundred reviews? We could, did we get a hundred? I think we got hundred. I haven't 100. looked lately. But okay, that'd be nice. Well, maybe if we get to one hundred and fifty, we'll we'll coerce Bobby to tell his Montreal story. Oh, all right. <laughs> maybe, we'll, maybe for a hundred. Maybe for a hundred. Yeah, we'll see if, how close we are to a hundred, and then uh, if we're already at a hundred, we'll go to one hundred fifty. <laughs> I doubt it. All right, you never know. Well, thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed Last Stop Penn Station. For Carrie, for AJ from Basan Creative Web Design, Ami and Rekabani. Happy wrestling, and we'll talk to you next week. We hail you for listening to Last Stop Penn Station Podcast. Great review, like, subscribe, and share on your favorite platform. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or at laststoppenstation.com.